0: 72.3% of my and... organic vision.
1: <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to do a scri- description here. This is Bardic Mystery
2: Tour and we
0: really... Mystery Tour is a fifth edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band who solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM.
3: Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing a bass-playing, nature-loving Fearbolg. He's a lore bard and a member of the band Dream Lacer. He's trying to get better at names, starting with Lars, our dog-sized gerbil.
1: Nora here, playing the tabaxi performer Windy Snowy Mountains. Wendy's got her kitty cat eye on the crew's new giant gerbil companion, Lars. She's also got a keen eye for crossbow shooting and likes to snuggle at night with her stolen hippogriff plushie, Oliver.
0: Hello, I'm Brayton, and I'll be playing Staff again today. Staff is the changeling guitar player in the band Dream Lancer, but his bandmates have yet to discover his true identity. Staff often parades around in the form of... Roger Steward, but we'll see what other personas show up this session. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang stumbled upon the Screaming Mole, a world-renowned rock venue. They were, however, told their music was not good enough to play there. They were given advice on how to improve their music by scaling the mountain of fame where they must brave treacherous obstacles and terrifying monsters. We join them as they embark on their most dangerous mission yet. This is Bardic Mystery Tour.
1: I want to see how high this mountain is, and I want to see if I can make a bet about who can make it to the top first.
0: Now that you're looking up the trail, this is a big mountain. Like, you had seen this before, but didn't put together two and two to realize this is a big mountain.
1: It's because we are too busy looking at that dang sign.
0: Yeah, that the very dang attractively sign. made sign.
1: All right. Well, I think we should start up the mountain. Let's follow the signs. You want to do a race? No.
0: All right. Change my mind. We go up as a team. You begin your ascent up the mountain on the trail of fame.
1: But I kind of want to like be the scout, so I want to like scout ahead a little bit, and then scout behind, and then scout around to the side, just a little bit. What's your f- movement speed? Thirty.
0: Oh, that's cute.
1: I assume you guys are going slow.
0: I have a 40.
1: Well, do you want to scout? No. Well, then I'll scout.
0: I'm acting nervous, like I might need to bail. Tell
1: until, until Raj, it's okay, buddy. I'm keeping an eye out for the party, and I have really good vision, so don't worry.
0: Okay. I'm just going to stay here with the big guy, and we'll just keep going. Slow and steady wins the race half the time. We trust you, Wendy. Only if your opponent is more inconsistent. Only if your average speed is higher than your opponent's average speed.
3: My average speed is 30. My your opponent?
0: I don't think that's your average speed. I think that's your max speed.
3: It just says speed, so, like, I don't know. You know? It's an opinion, man.
0: Let's roll. You round a bend around a bush that was large and obscuring. Wendy's first. You see two satyrs. Who were also walking, but not on the path. Just kind of like in the direction the path was going. They just happened to be close enough to the path. And they see you. They're both wearing a blue outfit with yellow stripes on it. What do you call those? Like raised sewn stripes? Pin? pin? They're not pinstripes. Um, Suspenders. No, no, no. It's like when you sew a little tiny piece of cloth in the middle of a seam so it's a highlight color along with seam piping 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 is it piping
3: yep sounds right hot piping hot
0: maybe some kind of uniform of some type one satyr is a lady and one satyr is a man how do we know mammals have (laughs) this very unique thing only present in mammals that distinguishes the ladies from the men. Yeah. Live birth.
1: But did you know that humans are the only mammal where we, our breasts stick around after childbirth?
0: What? That and would explain before. why I don't see dogs and cats with boobs all the time. And before you're... Right. So does that mean taboxi doesn't...
1: Nope. I mean, I assume mean? so. If they follow the trend of like cats, when you're pregnant, you would. But when you're not, you wouldn't. You're just
0: very keen on the ability to determine how... Goatee,
1: are you saying I sniffed them?
0: I what I'm saying is so, like, you know, satyrs are goats, right? Yeah, but like, do lady goats have horns?
1: Yes, I think so. But apparently, male goats smell real bad.
0: So, one smells really bad,
1: like poorly or like offensively.
0: All right, you see two satyrs, they have ambiguous gender.
3: Do they see us? Do they hear us?
0: Yeah, they look straight at you.
3: Is one of them playing the panpipes?
1: Should we cover our ears? <laughs>
0: They're not playing anything.
1: Okay. I wave with my claws sheathed and say, hello.
0: They say in Nanganalian. Hello there, traveler.
1: Our band is. The one
0: on the left says.
1: Our band is trying to climb the mountain of fame.
0: Oh my, a rock and roll band looking for fame.
1: Yeah. Do you see a lot of them on this road? Not very
0: often, but that's two today.
1: What did the other group look like?
0: Well, there was a human and a triton and a dwarf and a kangu.
1: I just stand there and I shake my head at my bandmates.
0: Us? What do we do? Yeah, like
1: goddamn death saves. Oh. They're ahead of us.
0: We better go. They're ahead of you.
1: Well, you said you already saw them. Yeah. So they must be ahead of us, right?
0: Are you racing? Well, we weren't until just now. Yeah. Well, they got a mighty head start, I would say.
1: Well, do you have any advice for a first time mountain of famers?
0: How good are you at fighting goblins. Pretty good. We're not that good.
1: Three and a half out of five stars. I've seen a goblin before.
0: That's rough on Google review right there. Can you give us a shortcut?
1: Yeah, you got any like tips? And I give them like a sly wink. And I try to persuade them to give me their best tip.
0: I'll help by acting like they can borrow my water and whiskey sack.
1: Thirteen.
0: My best tip would be don't die.
1: Thanks. That's I'm not that's very
0: helpful. Giving you a water whiskey sack for that tip. Until you're famous, because then once you're famous and you die, you become more famous depending on what part of your career you're in. Good point. That's a good point.
1: All right. right I on. think we should uh, hustle this up then, guys. We gotta move full speed ahead so Agreed. we can catch up with the saves.
0: Okay, well, thanks for your help. We'll see you in an hour on the way back down. Ha! Huh. You're going to climb this mountain in an hour? I'm starting to think it's going to be a long day.
1: Who are you patrolling for? I see you guys wearing those uniforms.
0: Patrolling? Oh, we just, uh, we're just out having a good time.
3: Are you guys like uh twins and that's why you dress the same?
0: Nope, just a uniform.
3: Cool, cool. What kind of
0: uniform? Blue and yellow.
3: Is that your team? Is that like your, your mage ball team? Is that or- your band?
0: Mage ball? You uh, guys like
3: mage ball? Yeah, we played at mage ball 16 last week. Yeah? Yeah, we were the halftime
0: band. Crazy. We almost went there, but like, it's not that big of a deal.
1: Who's your team? Trolleytown Terrifiers?
0: Trolleytown <laughs> Terrifier. No way. The Dreskbit Demolitionaries.
3: Oh. Yeah. So is your hometown here then?
0: They're okay. Or
3: you moved here and this is now your hometown. We just
0: like them. Cool, cool. It's
1: a really long team name. That would be really hard to fit on a jersey, I'm just saying.
0: You should hear the chants.
1: I can't imagine.
0: Dress, but demolitionaries.
1: I don't know enough about satyrs to know if it's suspicious that they're like in uniform.
0: No one knows enough, but they seem nice enough. So we should just roll. We just
1: keep on going? Yeah.
3: I thought that they might be like um, Park
1: Rangers kind of thing. Oh.
3: Making sure nobody
1: poops in the bushes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, don't poop in the bushes, kids. Yeah, are we allowed to poop in the bushes? Yeah.
1: I mean, where
3: Uh, else Where we get a hole?
0: But you should really cover up your poop. Oh, yeah. Duh. You don't have, like, bear poop that just rots. You got stinky, civilized poop. Full of amoxicillin and... Beer. Beer. All right, well, we're going to try to catch up with those losers, and we'll see you up there. Good luck not dying. Thanks. You too, man. Hope yeah. you achieve some uh, pretty incredible fame. We'll see you in a day
1: uh, on the way back down. Okay. Later. We continue along the path.
0: All right. You continue up the path. The trees get shorter.
1: Or did we get taller? Hard to say.
0: There's no way to know. Vegetation gets more sparse. You pass a cross path. It's conveniently labeled. There's an arrow that says just bit. And then there's an arrow that says mountain of fame.
1: Very well marked trail,
0: I approve. What are the other two paths? Uh they say crossroads. Okay. They say nature trail. <laughs> oh, you guys want to go on a nature trail? One of those
1: workout trails where they have like a station yeah. where you have to do like squats.
0: Yeah, one says station eight and one says station nine.
1: Uh I want to
3: check and make sure that this sign has not been tampered with by anyone.
0: Roll an investigation check. Ten. Doesn't seem to be tampered with.
3: This sign looks alright, man. I don't think anybody messed with it, so. Alright, want well, to head up?
0: Yeah, Onward keep, and upward. Keep
1: following that mountain of fame sign.
0: Alright. Well, just as you begin to leave the crossroads, you hear what? Robert Johnson. Oh. You hear a voice that says, Oh hey, Kemen.
3: K Kemet? Kemen. I turn around.
0: I hide. You see. An elf, a very androgynous-looking elf with peach and lavender robes, wearing a gold sash and a thin silver crown of leaves. You notice the hilt of a sword on their waistband. Do I recognize this elf? You do recognize your old friend, Nalaren. Oh, old Nalaren.
1: Nelerian? do they
3: recognize Nalarian or just me
0: just the fear bold.
3: i turn around obviously i already said that and i'm like oh hey Nalarian.
0: how's it going he knows nalaran's name nalaran
3: hey hey how's it how's it been you know
0: Good, good. How's it going? It's,
3: uh, it's been pretty good for me.
0: How your travels been? I heard from your parents you've been traveling.
3: Yeah, well, uh, I started, uh, joined a band with my buds here. All right. This is Raj. Hey. And uh, uh, hi, wait, Wendy. Hey. Hey, Wendy. We're in a band.
0: We're called Dream Lancer. Yeah. Cool, that's cool. really important. And we're trying to find, it is kind of important, out how to be a better band. Sweet. What have you been doing? Why are you? Where are you on this mountain? Uh, you know, I saw your parents. Um, about a week ago. How are they doing? They're doing great. They're doing great. They've uh, they've been traveling.
3: Where'd they go? Not
0: very far. They're sticking around, you know. But like seeing some of the local sites again. You know, they're having fun. I
3: they miss send, them.
0: Uh, they sent me a present for you. <gasps> What is it? Malarin hands you a bag. He's like, it's your mom's famous cookies.
1: Yes. He better give us some of those.
0: Yeah, we got to check that out.
1: Sick, sick. So,
3: do they get my messages? I've been trying to send them from the, the boards. Yeah, We've they been- said
0: you've been sending messages. That's really cool. That's really cool.
3: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really want to leave, but I also wanted to kind of see the world, and music's, like, super important to me, you
1: know?
0: Cool, cool. I, yeah.
1: talk, I want to talk a little smack talk with Raj really quietly. Okay. And I'm like, hey, Raj. Mm. Do you notice this elf is wearing a gold sash and a silver crown? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows you can't match medals like that.
0: Yeah, tell me about it. <sighs> this is ridiculous.
1: Do you know who this guy is?
0: No, he's some sort of some sort of pompous fluff.
1: Okay. We'll just see what's going on. Did I hear them being jerks?
0: No, no way. Perception check. We're rolling a stealth check. 23.
1: 24.
0: Hey, so you don't need mine then. Uh, Well, just tell us what it was. I game. got a six. Yeah, so let me roll for uh Nalaren here. Uh, Nalaren says, hey, I prefer you don't refer to me as a guy though, so. Uh, what's that? I was talking about the hamster. Uh, what? Hamster. Deception. Well, it didn't roll well. Yeah, because it's a fucking gerbil. Twelve. Yeah, Nalaren's like, well, thanks for trying. I'm sorry. I didn't think you could hear me when I said that. So how's your journey to fame doing?
3: It's, uh, it's pretty slow so far. We met some Seder back there wearing uniforms, you know. trekking along, trying cool, to get to cool, the top. Cool. Have you been up there?
0: No, that's dangerous.
3: You can come with us. It'd be sweet to have someone else. Sure, we can hang out. Is uh, Nalaren a wood elf? Like,
0: knows the woods? Nalaren is a high elf. Okay.
3: Based on their robes, I wondered. You can
0: tell by their pompous attitude.
1: leaves in the crown, so I wasn't sure. Hey, Nalaren. I just wanted to ask you what you were doing on this mountain. Like, how did you find us here?
0: Oh, actually, uh, I knew that coming here was running around in the... Pornus over here, but uh really I didn't know if I'd meet up with you guys. Where is but. Kemen? And why are they not showing themselves? And uh Kemen uh they point at the Fearbold and they're like, "Oh, you don't know K- Your name's Kemen?"
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't get into it much cuz like I don't Oh. oh I'm uh, not big on names. You know me, you know? But Kemen
0: Kemen's what all the all the elves call this fearbold gear. Oh. oh. We assign some of the Fearbold names since they don't assign themselves names. That's why he thought it was the reagents. Because Kemen sounds like chemist.
3: Sure, man. You can call me that. You can call me big guy. You can call me bass player. You can call me K. Whatever. It's all good. So you just happened to be in the
1: area.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure I'd run into you. But I told your mom I'd bring you the cakes just in case. And uh stories changing. They used to be cookies. Oh, uh I whisper that.
3: Bearbugs call them cakes, but elves call them cookies. It's like a weird like uh
0: It's like biscuits and yeah. Yeah.
3: It's like a regional thing, you know. And like we grew up outside of like a gnome town, so like we have like gnome language things.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: How do you uh, know this guy, big guy? That's a great question. I'll tell you in a second. DM.
0: We do. We go way back. I knew his parents. I hung out with them when they were growing up. And then, you know, six and six makes 12. It's an old elven proverb. Six and six makes 12. Oh, Wendy has a lot of proverbs, too, from her culture.
1: That's true. Are you like a godparent? Oh, this uh,
3: this is my pibbling. This is like, I don't know.
0: I grew up with Kevin's parents, and uh, we're good friends, so... I've known him his whole life.
1: Yeah, do high elves typically hang out with fearbolgs? I don't know if that's a uh, you normal know, relationship.
0: Fearbolgs are pretty rare, but uh, they're pretty welcome in elven society.
3: I mean, cool. I don't. I feel like we like all know how to speak elvish,
0: so it helps
1: us too. You
3: know?
0: Yeah, we all know how to speak elvish. Is that is that true? Anyone with any culture can speak elvish. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> <clears throat> look really awkward.
0: Hilarion looks straight at you. Piercingly,
1: hey, hey,
3: Wendy's cool, even though she can't speak Elvis. She's got other languages, you know.
0: Do you okay. want to feed Lars a gigantic, yeah, pebble? That's Wait. what they're called. What are they, pellet,
3: no, Laren. Do you yeah. want to feed Lars? Sure, this is our new pet.
0: Who do you think? I just asked.
3: Oh, I thought you asked me. <laughs>
0: So, Dreamlancer, you know it's wild for Kevin to refer to me by my given name. Yes, you must be stressing the importance of names. Yeah, we tell him every day. Good, these weird fear bulgs. Yeah, they
1: just don't think names are important. So, I yeah. think it's more important, like
3: what you do with your life and how you act and interact.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like Pibbling's my name, basically, too, Kevin. It's weird. Hey, Nalaren. Yeah. We're trying to get up to the top of this mountain. You want to walk with us while we go? Sure. Rock and roll, baby. I like to adventure the countryside. I'm trying to get to the Great Plateau. I should get there eventually. You a big traveler? I could go either way. I was doing this fitness trail, but...
1: In robes?
0: I'm already so fit, it's like hard to even imagine I would need it. Peach and lavender robes. With a crown. So I exercised too, guys. I don't know if you meant to have that offensive tone, but this is clearly a very stylish look. Does your crown have any royal significance? No. It's fashionable. Yeah. I'm asking because I was going to ask if I could try it on, but I thought it might be offensive if you were a duke or an earl or a king it's kind of offensive that you want to touch things that I own because they are better than you. Okay. Oh, I was going to start naming more positions that you could potentially be.
1: I, I feel like I'm aloof and walking ahead. I uh sidle up to the big guy and I'm like, hey, big guy, uh, you want to pass out some of those cookies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a little snack on the trail uh-huh. while we're walking? I open the bag. And we all eat a cookie. I
0: yeah. See. And we give it to Lars. So you have just been calling Kevin big guy? No, we call them TBP. TBP? Do you want yeah. to be called TBP?
3: You know, whatever, friend. It's cool.
0: Okay. What kind of cookies did uh, your mom pack for you?
3: Oatmeal raisin.
0: Yikes. Are they good, though? Oh, yeah. Banging. No, but like... Uh,
3: like actually good?
0: N'Laren, like looks to the side and shakes her head real quick.
1: They're good. They're just like really hard. They're like
0: overcooked.
1: Yeah, they've been carrying them around for like months. Still delicious,
0: though. So. Real tasty. Uh, don't worry. I haven't opened it and had any. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Let's go. Up we go. Do the trees get even shorter? Trees get <laughs> even shorter. Do we short. get taller? You don't know.
3: They're actually not um oatmeal raisin. They're oatmeal shroom. And we're growing. Whoa. But only in our minds,
0: man. Wow. I- I'm straight edge, so... <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't do drugs either as my person in real life or as my character. Oh,
0: in real life, I'm not straight edge at all. Also, my character's not straight edge. He's just trying to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I drink beer. All right. We we go up the hill.
1: What's the mountain look like? Is it nice? Is it a nice mountain?
0: It's a very majestic mountain.
1: I stop at a few points along the way to take a mental picture to describe to folks back home.
0: Okay. How would you describe it right now?
1: The soft blue sky encompasses 70% of my vision. And I see the birds flying beneath me on the breeze, keeping an eye out for prey beneath them. And while the trees up here are short, the ones below are green and lustrous and raised to the sun to suck in the warmth
0: You also describe the roaring of the water that you hear ahead of you.
1: There's also a roaring waterfall majestically falling down the side of the steep mountain. It looks like the perfect place to take a bath if you're
0: into that. But that's a lie because it's a torrent. Damn it. You come to a massive chasm hundreds of feet deep. With sheer walls that go straight down. Dun, dun, dun. Is there a bridge? It spans like 110 feet across. Is
3: it a wibble wobble bridge? It's like ropes.
0: I didn't even say there was a bridge Uh, yet. uh. You said it spans. The chasm across the chasm is a small rickety bridge made of ropes and sparsely placed planks.
1: I would like to do, I think, maybe, like, an insight check to see if I know where goblins typically hang out.
0: Okay. Roll a history check. Four. Four. 23. What
3: about pibs?
0: They know. Already. I don't even need to roll. So Wendy and TBP, uh, you mean Kevin? I didn't write it down. You'll never remember it then. Kevin, you've already told Nalaren that you call him TBP now. The two of you assume that goblins only come from like your closet at night,
1: underneath the bed. They're scary. Oh, but that's why you guys always sleep
0: on the
3: ground. Then they can't come out.
0: But Roger knows. Goblins can live in many areas, including mountain ranges, forests, underground caves, the underdark, swamps, swamps, bogs, mines, lava fields, the moon, yeah. The
1: other moon, the dark side of the moon, Pluto, the wall.
0: Nalaren says, ah, the goblin mountains, an old elvish proverb.
1: Yeah, tell it, tell it to us. Is the
0: proverb just to say, ah, the goblin mountains? Yep. All right. Well, anyway, I think we have to cross this bridge. I'm going to look at it and see if it's rickety.
1: Just as a personal side note, I always think I want to play elves, but I'm not aloof enough.
0: I got a six on my investigation.
1: I looked at it, too, and I got a 23.
0: I'm not sure Nalaren is aloof. I think they're haughty.
1: Is there a difference between 17?
0: Um, What were we trying to check? I'm How checking rickety. the ricosity. The ricosity as well. The ricosity is so that it will never give you up. It will never let you down. All right, I head across.
1: Wait, wait, wait. If the ricosity as well, does that mean it's really rickety?
0: Like super that's, rickety? Yeah, that's what Ed means. But he said it'll never let me down, so I'm going. That was an internet joke.
3: Never gonna let you down. Never
1: gonna... Uh, uh, uh. You've been rickrolled.
0: You're welcome.
1: I'm gonna let... Raj, go first. And and I want to wait until he's all the way across, because I don't know if this bridge can handle more than one person at a time. Raj, do you want to put on like a rope
0: Yeah, on belay. And then I leave some rope for my mountain climbing kit with these guys. So like once I get to the other side and tie it off, they can just use the rope. Cool.
3: Do you want me to hang on on to it or tie it off?
0: Yeah. I did say this is a well wide chasm though.
3: How wide is well wide? I said in 110 feet.
0: feet at the time. How many feet of rope came in my mountain climbing kit? I don't know, maybe three 25 foot segments. What? That ain't enough.
1: Well, I got 50.
0: Let's tie these bad boys together.
1: So we have 125
0: feet of rope. Whoa, minus the space it takes to try the knots, which might be an entire foot.
1: 120 feet of rope. <laughs> I also have a leash. If we
3: need to let our friend Lars uh, loose for our bit. no,
0: that wild animal has to be kept on a leash. He's so kind cuddly. Last though. time we let him off, he ran away to an oh, alley such and ate a garbage. Boy,
3: and I scratched him out in the ear and pinned him on the head.
0: He thumps his back foot.
3: Yeah, that usually means he's scared.
0: Oh yeah, he is.
3: Wait, in D and D world, does that mean happiness?
0: Nope. He's no. scared of you. He's scared of an enormous <laughs> chasm. With deadly, quick, flowing rapids below. You're a good
3: boy. You're a good boy. It's going to be okay.
0: He sniffs your knee pit.
3: Does he feel better?
0: Yeah, that's his like nervous tick. Uh,
3: yeah, it's okay. We got you.
0: And then I make it across fine. Roll a dexterity check. Acrobatics, maybe. Nine. Nine? Yeah. Raj runs across. 26 feet into the bridge. His leg slips between two rungs. And he falls, barely catches himself. What do you do? Um. Are we holding onto that rope? I yelp. Nah. Nalaren leaps out onto the bridge, landing gracefully onto one of the rungs of the bridge, and grabs the hand of Roger Stewart. Be careful. They say, watch out, don't fall. This bridge is treacherous. You're and they pull me. Roger back up onto the bridge. Then I keep going. No, I go back. I'm terrified. You leave Nalaren on the bridge. I don't think they need any help. (laughs) They just dove 25 feet through the air. All right. They're like, are we going across or are we going back? I start to go
3: across real slow and steady with Lars.
0: All right. Nalaren's like, I want to make sure we don't have too many people on the bridge. So they run the rest of the way across. Let me roll some rolls here. Dang
1: it. I was going to ask Nalaren to carry me across.
0: Effortlessly.
1: Of course. Pibbs is the best. Here I go. I roll a deck, Dave? Is that what you want
3: me to do?
0: No, I want you to roll an acrobatics check. 17. All right. You must also roll one for Lars. Or you can roll a handle animal. 11. Is Lars... Oh, that's your handle animal? Yeah. You begin walking across the bridge. You get about 26 feet across. And Lars starts to panic. Oh. But you scratch him on the back of the head. And he calms down. He continues to follow you across the bridge.
3: We got it. We got it. You're a good boy. Good job.
1: You coming? I give Raj a pep talk.
0: Is it a Bardic Inspiration pep talk? It's a performance pep talk. That's wild because a Bardic Inspiration pep talk would be the kind that would make him have Yeah, it would have enhanced roles. Sixteen. For the pep talk? Yeah. You feel encouraged. Oh, okay. Thanks. And then I, I guess I go across the bridge again.
3: I inspire you from across the way. Is that What's too far? What's the
0: range on Bardic Inspiration? 60 feet.
3: 700,000
0: feet. Wow, those are wildly different answers.
1: It's the average between the two.
0: That's fair, yeah.
1: I just felt like he was feeling, like, scared because of his thing. Yeah, his I near can, death. I, can, I just felt like he needed a pep talk to be able to go back across. Yeah. But I can Bardicly inspire him, too.
0: Sure. Whatever you want to do. All
1: right. I'll inspire my good friend Raj.
2: Hey, you. You're pretty cool. And I think the world...
0: Thanks, Wendy.
1: You're gonna tell him to go first, and I'll bring up the rear.
0: All right. Uh, go across. Twelve. I'm gonna use that bar against <laughs> what is I I'm afraid of this. Thirteen. You got a one? Yeah, it's one of it's twelve and a half percent chance you're gonna get that. All right, Raj runs across the bridge, nearly wets himself.
1: But I gave him that good pep talk
0: yeah, first. That got him to even be able. Do you think Raj would have just gone out there again and nearly died without that pep talk?
3: I feel better now. Wendy, are you just gonna crawl across using only the ropes? Oh, is it my
1: turn?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Do you want to cross? The I bridge? didn't know there was
1: further Raj drama.
0: Thirteen. All right, dude, that's good enough. Wendy runs across. Just as our last foot steps off the last rung of the bridge, you hear a loud snap. The entire bridge snaps on the side that you're on and swings down. It takes a long time to make it entirely across the chasm, and it slaps roughly on the other side, the force of which snaps the ropes on the other side, and the entire bridge tumbles down the chasm and gets eaten by the river below. Well, at least we left that rope so we can get back.
1: As my cousin always says, you can't always go the way you came.
0: Nalaren says, there's an old elvish proverb that says, sometimes the path forward is never the path backward. I think their proverbs are not as good as yours. It doesn't necessarily translate to Anganalian well. Thanks, Rach. So All right, well, uh, no use crying over spilled bridges. Let's move it on. All right, you continue up the path.
1: I just want to make a note that I really wanted to roll like a 25 so Mm -hmm. I could have just walked across the rope, but I just didn't
0: roll that I just expected you to, and then when you didn't, I felt guilty for not inspiring you. Yeah,
1: it's okay. Get them next time, buddy. Up we go. Up we go. You know what they always say? You got to go up to get down.
0: There's an old Elvish proverb, jump up, jump up and get down. Hey guys, it's your favorite DM, Ed, here to say thanks for listening to Bardic Mystery Tour. We really appreciate all your listening. We really appreciate how you guys go to Bandcamp.com and check out our music. And we really appreciate how you find us on Facebook and Twitter and support us on Patreon to get those postcards in the mail. Uh, I also wanted to mention that today's episode is sponsored by Dark Dice Podcast. It's a horror podcast that... Um, They cut out all the table talk and they really focus on the story and the characters and then they have voice actors come in that play all their NPCs and uh, they try to focus on having like short 30 minute episodes to make it really edible and they have a lot of original music that they make, including a soundtrack and they also have a 40 person choir that sings in Infernal, which is pretty awesome. Unlike a lot of podcasts as their story goes on, their heroes get weaker. And as far as I understand, one of them is killed and replaced by a monster that, uh, the player character now plays a monster. And that all sounds really awesome. So I think you guys should check them out and continue listening to us. And, um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. You whine through the thin cracks that the path makes through the mountainside. You lose sight of the horizon, and now all you can see is mountains surrounding you. You come to a small opening in the path that seems strangely not so natural-looking. Hey, Wendy. Hey, what? Uh, You want to sneak up and... Take a look at this. It looks kind of weird. There are two large golden doors. I guess I don't have to sneak up and take a look. With very large dwarves carved into them.
1: Dwarves?
0: Dwarves.
1: Does it say speak friend and we will open?
0: No. But the dwarves don't have- Does it say speak
3: openly and we will open comma friend?
0: No. But is the moon out on the new moon on the day of one day of the year? Uh, what? These doors are probably 18 feet tall, but the dwarves don't have heads. There are helmets where the heads should go, but like holes where the faces should be.
3: You say helmets, you don't mean the kind that are like just a cylinder of metal with like a rectangular slit
0: for eyes. No, no. So like imagine, a night Templar might have. Right. Yeah. No, no. Imagine like those ones that have like just the nose guard and like the side okay. flaps.
3: Is there like a shadow there? and Do you remember
0: those old Lego helmets yeah. that were like just a peg between the little Lego dude eyes? Yeah, I remember them, but I don't know if that's a good enough description for our listeners. All right, dear listener, go Google Lego minifig from fantasy setting, 1990s era before the new silver shiny helmet the king had in that one place that when they introduced that long broadsword.
1: That is a really long Google. Do you want the truth
3: or not? Tweet at us. Let us know what you find.
0: If we remember, we'll just tweet out just a picture of that Lego helmet. Is this Salet or salad? Did you say shallot? That's kind of like an onion.
1: Salad? That's just like lettuce in a bowl. I turn to Nalaren and I say... You seem like a very experienced traveler. Do you know what these golden dwarfs might portend?
0: They don't pretend anything. They are doors. There's an old elven proverb that says, some doors lead forward, but some doors lead back.
3: All right, I want to investigate these doors. Yeah. To see which one's facing forward. 18, how am I doing on Noticing Differences?
0: While you're looking around at the doors, these two heads pop into where the dwarven heads should be. They're clearly much smaller in proportion to what the dwarves should be, but they're both these goblinoid heads. Yes. And they both laugh. <laughs> Trusty adventurer, uh, for to venture forth, you must riddle my answer question.
1: You want to try that again, buddy?
0: I'm going to speak goblin to them and i'm going to say hey i can translate if you need i can tell that you don't speak ingan very well the other one says no please just we're gonna keep this in ingan okay and then the other one that spoke first looks over at the one that spoke goblin and says what and then he looks over and says in ingan don't worry about it don't worry about it he's like oh and then the one that spoke goblin says you must answer the riddle one of us speaks only the truth, and one of us speaks only lies. Which one said that? The one on the right.
1: Okay, that's not a riddle.
0: The one on the left says, no, no, no. The You have to determine which one of us tells the truth. No, wait. And then the one on the right goes, if you want to enter, you have to tell us. A lie? No. This one has no name, and I point at Kemen. They look at each other bewilderedly. All right, then we go in the doors. There's no handles or anything. Oh.
3: I cast knock.
0: Do you have knock? Yeah. Do you cast it? No. I want to see how this goes first. The one on the left says, three men are traveling on the road. And one says to the other... You are not the friend of my cousin, but my cousin has, wait. And then the one on the right goes, no, no, no. There's a guy with three legs and a guy with four legs, and they can't find a guy with two legs. And the one on the left goes, if you want to adventure forth, you have to answer the riddle. Is it Uh, a sphinx? No. What's a riddle? Nalarian says, there's an old Elvish proverb that says, sometimes the simplest solution is the easiest. Oh. All right. Well, if you guys don't open the doors for me, I'm just going to cast heat metal on your statues. The one on the right goes, no, that won't work. All right. I cast heat metal on the statue on the one on the left. Such to sweat as I turn up the heat, breathe in the smell. A sweet seared meat prays, broil, roast, sear in a pot or a kettle anywhere. Heat metal. Uh, what does it do? I choose a manufactured metal object. You said these are bronze statues, right? I said gold, but whatever. Okay. They're doors, not statues?
1: It was confusing because you were like, they're facing this way and then they're empty on top. So I was picturing them like facing each other and then there were doors behind them. But I think that's not true.
0: Yeah, I was under the impression there was a set of doors and then there were two like guard gigantic dwarf statues. But I think they're more like regular sized dwarf statues. The door... Is formed with the shape of a dwarf, but the dwarf is like, I said the doors are like 12 feet tall or 18 feet tall. Let's say the doors are now 12 feet tall. The dwarves are like 10 feet tall.
3: And the hole is like a window where they stuck their heads
0: out. Yeah. And so their heads look disproportionately small to the dwarven shape. All right. Well, I caused the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when I cast the spell and until the spell ends, I can use a bonus action on each of my subsequent turns to cause this damage again. If they're holding or wearing the object and takes damage from it, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. If it doesn't, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Takes 2d8 damage? Yeah. All right, roll some damage. Nine damage. Nine damage. Perfectly adequate. The person who's at it in the left door yelps loudly as the door turns bright red and falls immediately out of the hole. You cannot see it. And then the one on the right goes, oh, my God. Robbie! Open this door now. And that head also disappears. Hey,
1: uh, big guy, you have knocked, don't you?
3: Yeah. You, you, you think we should
1: go in and help them?
0: Don't touch the left door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we should go in and keep exploring so we can get to the top of the mountain. All right. I cast knock on the right door.
0: All right, the right door opens.
3: We go in. Do we see two goblins helping each
1: other?
0: You hear Nalaren mutter under their breath. I said the simplest solution is the one.
1: I want to try to trip Nalaren, but without them knowing that I'm trying to trip them.
0: All right, roll a trip check. I don't know. Uh, attack roll. A grab, I don't leg know. Leg
1: out roll. A
0: leg out roll. Give me a dexterity check. Uh,
1: 18.
0: Uh. Malarian steps snidely over your leg and oh, glares you straight in the eye. And they're like, "Hello, oh, Wendy."
1: I sure it off, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, man, sorry." Uh huh.
0: On the other side of the door, you see it's a massive corridor that shrinks down really small to a regular, like, large corridor, maybe real quickly because it had to engulf both of those doors, and then it shrinks to like you can probably walk like two abreast, and you see. The one goblin dragging the other one down the hall, who is unconscious right now. No, you can't feel bad. And it's screaming. They had the opportunity to open the door. Probably no! You gotta save me! I specifically told him I was going to do this, and he didn't care. You can't feel bad for him.
3: Hey, hey! Hey, goblins! I can help you! What? You're going to kill us! They're going to kill us all! me, no! Help me! No, I can, I can heal you!
1: Just hang on, hang on Our one bandmate, he just got too upset But clearly you guys are nice So we want to help you
0: I just keep walking, they're not nice They wouldn't let us in the door We have to go this way to become rock and roll stars
1: You don't have to, like, trample people To get to the top I ran up to them Can I catch them?
0: Yeah
3: Okay, I want to cast Healing Word on Frumby Okay What's his name? Frumby Frumby, okay I couldn't tell if I was hearing you right uh, I cast Healing Word on Frumby.
2: I can see you need relief, so try to be free. Hear my healing song, and let it sing till you are strong.
0: Okay.
3: Out of my wiggly fingers. Seven Band-Aids. All
0: right. Frumby stands back up and rubs his face. And you notice that uh, he rubs his big, pointy goblin nose off. And he has a big old gnomish nose, actually. And you see, through the clever disguise, this is not truly a goblin, but a gnome who has fake prosthetic ears and nose and face paint on to have the reddish brown tone of skin. I always picture
3: them as green for some reason.
0: Because everyone thinks goblins are green except for people that play d and Is it
3: because they start with G? Is that Even
0: like some people who play D&D believe goblins have green skin. And if that's how they want to run the world, they're welcome to. But today they don't.
3: Are goblins and, and kobolds both reddish?
0: Yeah. Kobolds are like red to like brownish, sometimes orange. But, like a lot of them are like red. But goblins Goblins are more like red brown like yeah,
1: We always started them as like dark earth toney like yeah. yeah, yeah. they uh, look like the earth.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um also there is a character in the Marvel universe named Green Goblin. There's mm. also one named Hobgoblin.
3: And one named Green Lantern.
0: No. And one named Gnort. Gnort is a Green Lantern. I you know.
3: And one named Thanos.
0: All right, so we just, yeah, we can name them for a a long time.
3: But I made the fist of the, of the...
0: North Star. (laughs) Frumby goes, oh, thanks for making me not die after you tried to kill me. And he glares at Raj. I don't understand what your whole riddle was about, man. No one understood it. It was incomprehensible. I think you
3: got to work on... Like, asking coherent questions so people can actually
0: solve your riddle. Frumby says, look, I'm not supposed to be in this. I I, I don't understand the truth riddle. It's very confusing. And I'm not normally the one that works here. Wait, are they Frumby. both?
3: Do they take both look deep like breath. they're pretending?
0: No. The other one is just actually a goblin.
3: Right. And so the one that didn't speak goblin is the one that was like, what?
0: Yes. Frumby, take a deep breath. This was all avoidable if you would have just said, sure, come on in the door. We have to... Have the quizzes so that there's a reason for not everyone to just get famous. Well, what's the lesson you learned for next time? I don't know. Just leave the doors shut and don't let anybody in, I guess. If somebody says, I'm going to cast heat metal on that, then move. Yeah, how many seconds were between when you said that and when you did it? The answer is zero. You're a jerk. It's not zero. It's six seconds. No, at least. I don't think you gave me a warning. Alright, did he give me a warning? I have a, he did, he did. I have a question for you guys. What?
3: Have you seen like a crew that came through here with like... And then I list all the members of Death Saves.
0: Wait, what is that list? Yeah, why don't you describe them?
1: Johnny Necrotic. What's he look Shal- like? Shally Shitstain.
0: Shally Shitstein. Shally?
1: Shally he has a pink mohawk. Yeah, I know. Shally Shitstain. Uh, there is a... A Sally Shitstein who has blue skin and long white hair. What's the Cancu's name? There's a Ka-ana, Ka-ana, Ka'ana and Knuckles the Dwarf.
0: With a gong. Oh, yeah. They did come through. They got the riddle right the first time.
1: What's the answer?
0: Uh, The one on the left. All right. Well, uh, what time is it in the game world? It's getting pretty late.
1: I want to intimidate them and see if we can find a shortcut past death saves.
0: Yeah, I want to help. Okay.
1: I wanna have a
3: side conversation with my pibling about other things. What's up? How many times have you
0: been here? To the Mountain of Fame? You're like through here. No, never. How did you know that we should just cast knock? I it's an old Elvish proverb. How
3: come you never told me it when we were growing up? Well, I did tell you,
0: I've told you so many Elvish proverbs. You just don't listen. You should listen to your elders. I've been telling you this.
3: All right. Do you want a cookie? Sure. I give them a cookie.
0: I watch to see if they throw it on the ground. They don't. They eat it. But like, um, they pull out this little tiny plate and they have like a little fork and knife.
3: A saucer of milk to pour on
0: it to soften it up. Yeah, yeah. Not in the saucer. What's that called? They're like elves. Don't eat with their hands. What's that um, called? Saucer.
3: No, Tea kettle. A milk kettle. Tiny little
0: Carafe, boat.
3: A giraffe boat. Giraffe.
0: Boat it's like a, gravy. a gravy boat. Gravy comes in oh. a boat. Milk comes in a carafe.
3: A calf carafe.
1: Is it calf shaped? A pitcher. Does it
3: a pitcher of milk?
0: No.
1: Okay. I got an 18 intimidation.
0: What are you trying to do?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to intimidate the goblin and the gnome into telling us a shortcut to get to the top of the mountain past Death Saves.
0: Oh. They're like, there's not really a shortcut. You gotta make it through and solve the puzzles and stuff. This is the shortcut. The long way is outside.
3: How many Ooh, more of the quizzlers are in here that don't actually know what the questions are though? Are
0: you intimidating?
3: No, I'm just curious. I'm curiositying. We
0: all know what we're doing here. All right, come on. All and then we right. drag them along with us to the next one. All right, everyone roll a reflex save.
3: What is a reflex save?
0: All right, everyone roll a dexterity uh, save.
3: Do I get to re-roll it? No. Yeah, because he said the wrong thing the first time? 18. 18. Four.
0: Wendy and Nalaren both step on a door and they drop through them. Roger Stewart and the Fear both step on a door and don't fall down them. But they open.
1: Somebody's been dieting But
0: they open two slides And Frumby manages to grab on To Roger Stewart And not fall in But The goblin falls down one of the slides And Frumby goes Arjun, no! Archer? Arjun I squeeze Frumby's arm And I say Frumby, where do these slides go? Well, they go to More rooms All the same room? No Take me to the other side of this Room what?
3: Did everyone that fell fall through the same door?
0: No. They all fell through different doors. Take us to where these slides go. Okay. Let's just keep going up this corridor. All right. Now roll a reflex save. It's actually a dexterity save. 21. Six. Six. All right, another trap door opens, and Roger Stewart falls down the slide, but he manages to pull Frumby down with him. Oh, I thought Frumby was going to hold me up.
3: Aren't you, like, tall? Frumby's, like, little.
0: Yeah, okay, I didn't know I had to explain this to you, Emily, but gnomes can have regular strength that regular every other race has. There's nothing wrong with gnomes. They can hold things up.
3: I didn't say anything wrong with gnomes. I was just saying, like, it seems likely that a larger person would be heavier than a smaller person which makes it harder to like grab them and hold them in an emergency.
0: Well I know you don't have any experience hanging out with any gnomes so you wouldn't know that they can roll a natural 20 and break the bands of Bolero. Is that what they're called? Yep. Bolaro. Bolaro. whenever some stupid wood elf might get stuck permanently. As just a random example.
3: Okay. Point taken. You're right.
0: The bass player walks down the corridor. Wait, I don't know. Do you walk down the corridor? Yeah, man. All right. You come into a larger room that opens up, and there are several planters around the room growing large flowers that are all about six feet tall and have an enormous flower on top and have a bunch of buds hanging off of them.
3: Four planters?
0: Did I say four?
3: I thought you said four planters with six feet tall flowers.
0: I think I said a bunch of planters.
3: You said a lot of things really fast, and I was the whole time I was like, wait, should I have gone back for all my friends? And then I was like, well, they're all in different holes, so I'm not really sure how to save them. I don't really know what's going to happen. I'll probably just die.
0: There are six planters, each with a flower, and then there are six smaller planters lined up in a row in front of you, and then... On the wall, above the door, at the end of the room, are six flowers.
3: Um, Do they look different? Like in color or number? Okay, what do they look
0: like? There is a red one.
3: Okay, from left to right.
0: And then a blue one. Okay. And then a purple one. Okay. And then a blue one, and then a blue one, and then a blue one.
3: Now, are those blues all the same shade?
0: One of them's a little bit lighter.
3: Which one Is lighter.
0: Next to last.
3: So it goes red, blue, purple, blue, lighter blue, blue? Yes. From left to right? Yes. And when I walked into the room, are those little flower pots from left to right, the six of them, like right in front of me and like in a line? Yes. Okay. What about those big
0: flower pots that are all around? They each have a a six foot tall flower growing out of them that has a bunch of little seed pods hanging off the stalks of them. Even though that's not where seeds normally come from, from flowers. I know that that's not.
3: It's D&D, you know? Whatever.
0: There is a red one and a purple one and a blue one and another blue one and a lighter blue one and another blue one.
3: Okay, I'm going to take the red.
0: Oh, wait. There's a green one. In one of those orders.
3: I go to the red one. Does it look like I can take a seed pod off?
0: you want to try? Yeah. You pluck a seed pot off.
3: I go and I try and plant. And another
0: one grows immediately right where that one was. Mm-hmm.
3: I try to plant it in the first planter.
0: All right. A small three foot tall flower grows up and is red.
3: I go to the blue flower. That's like the same blue as the second one. Okay. I take a seed
0: pot. Okay. Another one grows back.
3: I plant it in the second planter.
0: A flower grows up.
3: I go to the purple plant. Is okay. there one? Yes. I thought so. I take a seed pod plant. Okay. I plant it in the third planter.
0: Okay, it grows a flower.
3: I go to the blue one again. Okay. And it's the same blue. Yes. I take it. Okay. I plant it.
0: Okay, it grows a flower that is blue.
3: I go to the light blue. Okay. I take a seed pod. Okay. I plant it. Okay. And then I go to the blue again. Okay. And then I plant it in the last planter.
0: Okay. And then the sixth flower grows up and then they all die and shrivel up.
3: And then it goes. Duh, 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 duh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then, after the plants die, you hear a small, joyous laugh. <laughs> Do you want to look for it?
3: Okay, I look for it.
0: You see flying above you a small pixie wearing a translucent, glittering dress. Cool. All right, Windy, you slide down a slide and you fall into a large. <laughs> Splash! You land in ankle-deep water. It's gross. Oh,
1: gross.
0: Well, how? what temperature is the water?
1: It doesn't matter. I hate water.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I get it now. There is a giant sign on the wall that says, Solve the puzzle or face the minotaur.
1: I look around. What else do I see other than water? Gross water
0: you see three enormous cubes. One that is approximately three foot on the side. One that's approximately four foot per side. And one that's approximately six feet per side. You also see on the ground four squares. One that's Approximately three feet per side, one that's approximately four feet per side, one that's approximately five feet per side, and one that's approximately six feet per side. And there's a very large door in the room.
1: How many feet per side is the door?
0: It's about... Three feet wide and seven feet tall. And there's a light centered above the f- middle of it.
1: I'd like to go to the three-foot cube and try to pick it up.
0: Uh, roll a strength check. Ten. You can kind of lift it a little bit.
1: Can I push it onto the three-foot square? Yeah. I do that. Does anything happen?
0: Um, You hear like a... Koo-junk.
1: Okay. Now I do that with the four-foot square?
0: Push it onto the...
1: The four foot platform.
0: Okay. You hear like a kajunk.
1: And then I take the six foot square and I push it onto the six foot platform.
0: Alright, it makes a big kajunk.
1: Did anything happen? No. I put myself on the five foot square.
0: Alright, you step on the five foot square and you hear Arr! and then it drops out from beneath you and you begin sliding down another slide. But then you hear from above you, oh no, I forgot to put the last cube back. And you look up just in time and you see a little like clockwork person that has a pyramid for a head and a cube for a body and like a clock face for their face. And they look like they're making a pretty sad looking face as you slide down the chute.
1: I yell, I'll
2: never forgive you. Whatever your name is.
0: They call me Index. Roger Stewart. You slide down a slide with Frumby the best friend you land on the side of a room wait on the side of it like not in the center of the room but like toward this side okay. over here there's a large door in the room next to the door there is a hook that sticks out at about chest height and there's a fountain in the room and oh there are three gosh. large buckets oh i thought i had to hang from on the hook and drain his blood into the fountain <laughs> one that says 12 one that says 8 and one that says five, and behind the hook is the large number six. And Frumby goes, why did you pull me down here? Why did you pull me down here? I didn't pull you down here. I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. You idiot. Now we're stuck in here. Now you see how you called yourself an idiot. Uh, You also notice a large sign on the wall that says, solve this puzzle or face the Minotaur. Hey, Frumby. What? Do you know how to solve this puzzle? Yeah, I know how to solve all the puzzles. I bet you don't. I'm not gonna tell you. There's no way you know how to do this. Okay. And he sits down, like cross-legged on the floor, curses. All right. Well, I'm just gonna take the twelve bucket and put it on the ground next to the fountain. Okay. And I drag over the other two, the eight and the five. Then I fill the eight in the fountain and then dump it into the five until the five's full. Okay. Then I dump what's left into the twelve. Okay. Then I dump the five back into the fountain. Then I dump the eight into the fountain. You know, I scoop the eight into the fountain until it's full. Then I dump it out into the five. Frumby walks over, and he pushes the five bucket over. He's like, You're doing it wrong. Frumby, do you wanna be stuck here until the minotaur comes? You think he's gonna spare you? The Minotaur is not gonna kill me. Is it because he's not real? And then I stare at him and I intimidate him into telling me the truth. Twenty-six. Uh Frumby kinda shivers a little bit and he goes, it's not because the Tor Minotaur is real. It's just not really a Minotaur. But it'll she'll kill you. Alright. Well then don't tip my bucket over again. Okay? Okay. Alright, stand all the buckets back up. Roll a perception check. Sixteen. Uh you see a key in the bottom of the fountain. I distract Frumby. So I say, Hey Frumby, I'm sorry I yelled earlier. I'm just a little stressed. All I wanted to do was play a rock and roll show. Do you mind grabbing me that pebble over there? I'm going to need it. I'm not helping you solve this puzzle. And then I fast as a vorbal blade, I reach into the fountain, I grab the snicker key. snack. Yeah. Okay. And then I say, ha ha, what's this for, Frumby? Some sort of secret door. Frumby goes, what's that doing in here? And then on the door, a little like slide panel opens that you can see a pair of eyes in. And you see this lady, and she's like, "Oh no, I left the key in there!" And from me he's like, "Oh great!" He runs over to the wall and opens up a secret side panel you never saw. There's a lever inside it, and he yanks on it, and a panel beneath your feet opens up, and I you jump. fall down. I roll reflex save. Oh no, that's not good. I got a six. And you slide down the chute. But I keep the key. Yeah, you can have the key. Heck yeah. Why are all of these puzzles functioning incorrectly? What sort of trap has Nalaren found themselves? Are Wendy and Staff about to be killed by a Minotaur? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour! It's the Bardic Mystery
2: Tour!